top of the morning to you. The best part of doing a podcast is trying out me bad accents. They're fucking horrible, but I like messing around with them. Yeah, um, that's the best part of doing a podcast, and I'm happy to be here doing one. So, welcome to Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. I am C-Dubs, and today, no, we're not talking about the colonization of the Irish people or the quote-unquote Great Potato Famine, which was really a rent issue that drove most of my ancestors out of their homeland by the British, which incidentally, I also am equally British. A lot of inner turmoil there. No, today we're going to talk about daylight savings time. Why? Well, I mean, as always, I've got my reasons. Number one, I've got a pretty good production quota, like, going and sticking to it. I actually was due for an episode released yesterday, but I was having some scheduling issues with my guest. And also, another reason I'm talking about daylight savings time is I like doing the more important serious issues when I do have guests from the community. I've got three or four scripts written that are just waiting for guests to be here. And honestly, as much as I love Joe, well, I mean, he could co-host, but I can't have him as a guest every time, you know. He would definitely say something that would get him canceled or get me arrested. (laughs) So that was the reason. And then also, the reason we're talking about this subject today is I really fucking hate daylight savings time. And by the end of this episode, I'm really hoping all of you do too. So jump in right into it. I guess you could say we're springing forward into it. So, first off, I'm sure most of you are at least vaguely aware that there have been various legislative efforts across the nation to either implement daylight savings time all year or standard time all year. Most of these legislation efforts have failed at the state level. At the federal level, there has been the Sunshine Law, which has been kicked around since I believe last year. Oh, and quick aside, this is one of those in-between episodes. I don't have a script written for it, but I did go through and find some quotes and some notes and some references, because I, again, want to build a case here. So, my first quote from my first reference is the update on the Daylight Savings Legislation, the Sunshine Law, from an article published on March 2nd, 2023, titled U.S. Senators Reintroduce Bill to Make Daylight Savings Time Permanent by David Shepardson. Quote, Washington, March 2nd, from Reuters. A bipartisan group of 12 U.S. Senators on Thursday reintroduced legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent nearly a year after the Senate voted unanimously to end clock switching. The Senate, in March 2022, voted to end the twice-annual changing of clocks in the United States in a move promoted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity. But the bill failed to get a vote last year in the U.S. House of Representatives because lawmakers could not agree on whether to keep standard time or permanent daylight savings time, said Representative Frank Pallone. End quote. So there's been efforts, and it stalled, and... We'll get into this a little while later, why some people, such as myself, are vehemently against daylight savings time as a concept, and as much as I hate changing the clocks twice a year, I don't think 
implementing permanent daylight savings time is really the answer. But it's, I think, interesting that there's been debate on this as well as it being, you know, shut down because they couldn't come to a consensus and the share or the line where it said, in a move pr promoted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity. Because that's what this all really boils down to. I mean, it was, it's always been sold as a myth that daylight savings time was started in the early 20th century as a way for farmers to have more daylight savings. And that is, in fact, a myth. I found a cool article on history.com. I find a lot of cool articles on there. I should probably do a better job vetting them as a source, but at least from what I've read, well, the numerous articles I've read on there, there isn't an overt bias. It seemed to be pretty fair and impartial stuff. But this article on history.com, which was published on March 16th, 2022, called Eight Things You May Not Know About Daylight Savings Time by Christopher Klein. Quote, Daylight savings time in the United States was not intended to benefit farmers, as many people think. Contrary to popular belief, American farmers did not lobby for daylight savings to have more time to work in the fields. In fact, the agriculture industry was deeply opposed to the time switch when it was first implemented on March 31, 1918, as a wartime measure. The sun, not the clock, dictated farmers' schedules, so daylight savings was very disruptive. Farmers had to wait an extra hour for duty evaporate to harvest hay, hired hands work less since they still left at the same time for dinner, and cows weren't ready to be milked an hour earlier to meet shipping schedules. Agrarian interests led the fight for the 1919 repeal of National Daylight Savings Time, which passed after Congress voted to override President Woodrow Wilson's veto. Rather than rural interest, it had been urban entities such as retail outlets and recreational businesses that have championed daylight savings time over the decades. We are starting to see the beginnings of daylight savings time, and it was originally, as stated, implemented as a wartime measure during World War I. I assume, I didn't go do a real deep dive, but I assume to increase worker productivity and the war effort and such. It... I, I can't do World War One history, honestly. World War Two to me is much more fascinating. World War One was like Game of Thrones with guns, and then America got involved for whatever reason. But it was the collapse of all these colonial empires, and like we should have. If if I'd been alive during World War One, I, I definitely would have been one of those leftist people who got thrown in jail for openly advocating that workers don't work to, produ to produce war material and that they don't go fight in this Game of Thrones war. I don't care which house rules Europe. That's really none of my business. Unless that house happens to come with the swastika, in which case then we're going to go fuck them up, boys. Yeah. So it's, it's always been an economic thing. It hasn't been a thing for the people at any point in time you know when it was started as a war effort thing then it was for the war effort and whatever you know side things tangible things that go with it but it wasn't because it would Im improve the life of the american people and something else i 
didn't note but thought was pretty cool when I was doing the quick research for this episode was that Americans actually didn't invent daylight savings time. I didn't know if it was actually Canadian. I didn't know if if that's an America-centric view or if I just didn't care enough. And also, it seems to me like day- daylight savings time is something so stupid that only Americans would do. But I thought that was pretty cool. So after it was necessitated for war effort, then, like that article said, it, it's been kept alive by all sorts of private entities, all sorts of corporations, at the open detriment of the American citizenry. Retail chains, restaurants. Uh, I read an article that a while back, I referenced a different one later on, but that the gas companies also were big proponents of daylight savings time in the early days because they realized people who were just now being able to afford automobiles would go for evening drives if they had enough time after dinner. Uh, you know, with standard time, you've only got, even during the summer, you've only got a couple hours of of actual daylight after dinner, but you make it daylight savings, and all of a sudden you have three hours, and that's enough time to get the family up in the Model T and go putter around on dirt roads because nothing's paved yet. And... Yeah, so it's it's been fucked from the beginning, and there's no reason to continue doing it. But, yeah. So, I don't... I don't really see a point in this day and age. There's a Facebook meme that purports to be an old in, indigenous proverb that said, only the white man thinks you can cut a foot off the top of a blanket and sew it onto the bottom and think it longer. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing, and we don't really have much consideration for who that is actively affecting. So it it just, it pisses me off. There are so many things that come out of capitalism that just infuriate me for all sorts of reasons, whether that's my friends being actively oppressed or the fact that nobody has any economic opportunity or that we send a bunch of our citizenship to die in imperial wars. That stuff all really grinds my gears. But I think on a deeper level, Daylight Savings Time does, because it's like literally fucking with the nature of man. It is messing us up in ways I don't think we even really consider. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of the pandemic and how we sacrificed all sorts of health and public safety benefits to keep the economy going. And that's on obviously much smaller scale. That is essentially what's happening with daylight savings. So it just, like, you can't, you can't mess with some basic human systems. It makes us go crazy. And I say this as somebody who's neurospicy as well as having seasonal affective disorder. That's it. Seasonal affective disorder. So it really doesn't help me to have the, the time change a couple times throughout the year, and we do need to just standardize it. And I really wish that... Because I imagine that the prime opposition to standardizing it under standard time is coming from retail outlets, restaurants, gas, big oil companies that stand to benefit. And... Again, it 
problems with the United States, your average people who are affected by daylight savings time and hate daylight savings time, I mean, just jump on any social media. They don't necessarily hate daylight savings time. They hate changing the clocks. But you jump on any social media and you'll hear all sorts of people ranting and raving about it. And, like, the people, the common people, don't have that same ability to... (laughs) lobby the lawmakers I feel like the ones who are championing going championing going to standard time are probably the ones who are more in touch with their constituents I imagine in rural areas and such and I'm sure that there are some uh, opponents of it of going to standard time who are just on daylight savings because of the money that these various corporations and such are donating Speaking of donating, I'm going to go ahead and kick it to commercials. I have some new commercials that I either updated or made new ones for some other homies, and I'm totally stoked to get them out there. So I am going to plug Standard Time because it's natural. It's better. Daylight Savings Time is Standard Time Light. Or wait dark i don't know daylight savings time is like crack there we go daylight savings time is crack cocaine all right here's ads hey y'all capitalism sucks but benavie farms and nursery is part of my community benavie farms and nursery is kansas city's local sustainable nursery whose main focus is saving our little buzzing comrades the bees bees are a primary pollinator for the world's food supply and their species are declining at a rapid pace due to destruction of their native habitats benavie farms and nursery realize the importance of not only growing your own food but also saving the bees At Benavie Farms, they specialize in perennials, pollinators, and produce, so you can support a community initiative, plant a garden, and save the bees all at the same time. We talk a lot about food security on my show, and the first step is growing your own food for yourself and your community, and you can do that while saving our pollinators. The staff at Benavie Farms are knowledgeable, friendly, helpful, and inclusive, and can't wait to help you start or expand your garden this spring. To learn more about a sustainable no-till urban farm, go to benaviefarms.com or find Benavie Farms on Facebook. I just got my hours cut again? How can I pay my bills? Yeah, it sucks, especially since they only pay us minimum wage. But what can we do? Solidarity Man. That's right, fellow workers. It is I, Solidarity Man, champion of the working class, and it sounds like you need a union. A union? That's right. What power on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? So a union makes us strong? That's right. Alone, you can do little to change your situation, but together you can move mountains, and the industrial workers of the world are here to help. Huh? The IWW is a union for all workers, no matter the trade, job, or career, and we want to organize your workplace. Wow. Where can we find the IWW? In your hometown. The IWW has branches all over the world. Check out IWW.org to find your local membership board or join as an at-large member and start your own chapter. After all, our greatest superpower is working together. I must go. I hear another exploited worker calling for help. But remember, the working class and the employing class have nothing in common. Away! Bob was just a normal suburban guy trying to make ends meet. 
until one day everything began to change. I guess I'll log into Facebook. Hmm, that looks like a fun meme page. It came for him without warning. He had no idea what dwells deep in the swamps. Hey, they also just give away seeds and stickers. It had him hooked, and he didn't even realize it. Well, produce is getting expensive, and I've always thought about starting a garden. The beast from Florida is coming with one goal. Hey, and I could give the extra vegetables away too. Anarchy. Well, maybe it's maybe just best if we all help each other. Coming to a post office box near you. The Skunk Ape Liberation Union. And we're back talking about the crack cocaine of temporal measurement systems. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just really wanted to throw some of those new ads in here because I'm kind of proud of them. And I told the homies I would get them in a show. And here we go. So we're starting to do that. So we're going to go back to an article by... NPR, or was published on NPR.org, it was actually a transcript from an All Things Considered episode that was uh, originally aired on March 8th, 2007. So, the title is The Reasoning Behind Changing Daylight Savings. Quote, Melissa Block talks with Michael Downing, author of Spring Forward, The Annual Madness of Daylight Savings Time. Here's the problem with daylight savings as an energy saver. Oh, sorry. Melissa Block talks with Michael Downing, author of Spring Forward, The Annual Madness of Daylight Savings Time. So, Downing says, Here's the problem with daylight savings as an energy saver. We tend to want our computers and our televisions and our radios when we want them. More importantly, daylight savings really pushes Americans out of the house at the end of the day. And when Americans go out of the house, they may go to the ballpark, they may go to the mall, but they don't walk there they get into their cars. Daylight savings increases gasoline consumption, something the petroleum industry has known since 1930. Block. So in other words, maybe the lights are off at home, but people are in their cars going to the Dairy Queen. Mr. Downing. That's exactly right. People go out and spend money. This has long been tremendously effective spending policy. Retail stores love daylight savings. Block. Because? Downing. Well, because when we have an hour of sunlight after work, Americans tend to go shopping. The first and most persistent lobby for daylight savings in this country was the Chamber of Commerce because they understood if their department stores were lit up, people would be tempted by them. So, again, retail and gas industries are what are keeping daylight savings alive. They're the ones that initiated it and as a non-wartime measure. They're the ones lobbying for it. They're the ones paying these opponents of national and state-level bills to standardize time. It's all a corporate con job. And yes, we can get into the metaphysical, and we can just acknowledge that time isn't real. Everything is happening everywhere all at once on a grand enough scale. This is a singular moment, and we are a singular entity interacting within ourselves. But again, that's that's another episode. That's one that 
I don't know. I'll, I'll have to put like a content warning that's like this episode may break your brain. <coughs> Speaking of breaking brains, little quick side note to get us off daylight savings and eat up a few of these minutes I need to eat up. So when I was a school custodian, I was changing light bulbs one day in the cafeteria and a student came up to me and was I was talking to him about the theory of relativity and the, no, not the theory of relativity. I was talking to him about particles and waves and explained to them the science behind that. And the bell rang and she went back to class with this completely blasted look on her face, like her her little brain was shook. And at lunchtime, her teacher came up to me and was like, what were you talking to her about before school? <laughs> and I mentioned we were just talking some quantum science and she was like, okay, that explains it. Cause she came right into class and just started bombarding me with questions that I was not prepared to answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I love what I do now, but I, I do miss being a custodian for moments like that but I didn't miss being a custodian on daylight savings time because daylight savings time always messes with my sleep it messes with my emotional health which in turn messes with my physical health which is why I'm a opponent of the whole concept of daylight savings time and alongside with me is the oh there it is the journal of clinical sleep medicine who published a statement on October 15th, 2020, titled Daylight Savings Time, an American Academy of Sleep Medicine Position Statement by a bunch of doctors who, I, I honestly am not gonna disrespect these doctors by mispronouncing their names, so we'll just, you know, at all. It's all at all, not me, just at all. So. How the, again, Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine, which appeared to be published in reputable science journals, I did not grab the hyperlink for that, so I can't verify the address, but regardless, this is, this is what their thoughts on it are. Quote, an abundance of accumulated evidence indicates that the acute transition from standard time to daylight savings time incurs significant public health and safety risks, including increased risk of adverse cardiovascular events, mood disorders, and motor vehicle crashes. Although chronic effects of remaining in daylight savings time year-round have not been well studied, daylight savings time is less aligned with human circadian biology which, due to the impact of the delayed natural light, natural dark cycle on human activity, could result in circadian misalignment, which has been associated in some studies with increased cardiovascular disease risk, meta metabolic syndrome, and other health risks. It is therefore the position of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine that these seasonal time changes should be abolished in favor of a fixed national year-round standard time. Scientists are, and let's say doctors, because I'm sure there, if I looked hard enough, I could find uh, economists who vehemently would argue and make it sound convincing that we should keep daylight savings time. But from what I've, I've looked in my darting around the web trying to find sources is generally scientists are in favor of doing standard time because we don't 
it, it messes with our circadian rhythm. We have a natural sleep cycle, a natural concept of daylight and night, and then we add the construct of time around it, and we have real heavy associations that go back to the dawn of, dawn of time about, about what time of day where the sun should be in terms of morning, afternoon, same goes with, same goes with the moon. And when we don't have those psychological uh, patterns met, it can really dysregulate us. And that further can dysregulate our sleep, which dysregulates all aspect of our lives. And I, this is me talking out the ass, I am not a sleep scientist, but it seems to me like if we didn't do daylight savings time, and dysregulate our concept of time for the majority of the year, we probably would see a reduction in seasonal affective disorder cases, as I suspect, again, not a scientist, but I suspect a big part of seasonal affective disorder, at least in America, is partially based on daylight savings and going back to standard time and just messes with us because by the time we get regulated and used to standard time we're suddenly back to daylight savings and it just throws our bodies all out of whack and it again for what point just to keep the economy going and I'm not cool with that I think I can take a very bold, controversial stance and say, fuck daylight savings time. It is not something that we should continue and we should all be, I, I don't know if this is something we necessarily need to be super active about because it's not something I think, again, that common people have a lot of influence over, but, you know, I guess keep yelling into the void that is Twitter about how much you hate daylight savings time. And I read a the Senate bill that was introduced last year was actually introduced by a bipartisan coalition, but Marco Rubio was on that particular panel, and I really hate to align with Marco Rubio on anything, but you know what they say, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Okay. That was an unscripted dad joke. I don't think I am going to top that, and I'm pretty sure my neighbors are upstairs listening to music real loud, and I'm not sure how much of that my mic is picking up. So if you hear weird music through this, I could have shot them a text. We're cool. Built some community with them up there. But I knew this was only going to take a few minutes. So anyway... This is Red Leg Revolution. Like, subscribe, share us on whatever podcast platform you use. I mean, if you want me to influence your podcasting platform, I prefer Spotify because that's my who handles my hosting, so I get a little bit more demographic information and stuff like that if you use Spotify. And also, I haven't yet figured out how to set up a third-party podcast analytical thing. So yeah, tell your friends, tell your neighbors... Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Don't tell any feds, though. They don't need any help finding me. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I'm sure you all saw in the feed that we do have our first ever subscription-only episode up. If you're not a subscriber, don't sweat it. I actually introduced that episode mentioning that I need to only talk about more tangential things than important things on the subscriber episodes, because... 
democracy doesn't die behind a paywall here. Like, the important stuff, I'm going to try to continue on the open shows, and that's this actually would have been a great subject for doing my subscription episode, but again, I needed content for the regular group, and although this isn't, again, as important as, you know, economic rights or trans rights or fixing racism or any of the other things we talk about on this show, it just really pisses me off, and I hope by now it really pisses you off, too. So, let's do our best to end daylight savings time, because our only hope is each other. I, I don't know if that was a good lead out. I'm running out of steam. I'm okay. I, I'm just going to stop the recording now. Later, y'all. Fuck daylight savings time. Fucking whip my head, motherfucker. This has been a production of 419 Media.